0: to the triple c and schmo show i'm the schmo my partner's got an olympic gold medal the champ champ henry sudo
1: let's get this bar rolling schmo because time is money and money is time
0: god damn it yes we're sitting here in the lobby fighter hotel just finished up bellator 286 we got pitbull patricio pitbull's featherweight championship right here on the table triple c we showed the audience the clip. Would you tell the man right there in Portuguese?
1: I said, I just said I congratulate number one. I just said, man, you fought, you fought a very, very smart fight. You stayed in position the whole time. The only thing that Adam really had was that flying knee, that switch knee, and because of your stance, he wasn't able to get it. You took him down. You ground and pounded him. Um, you know, you did work. It was uh, it was surgery at its finest. When, when you get a guy who's his age at thirty five and still being able to dominate the competition, dude, you have to respect that. A lot of guys are not able to be that age and be able to to continue to keep defending their bouts against whomever the Bellator sends them. And uh, just just kudos to him.
0: He's the pound-for-pound pound king in Bellator, Triple C. If you look at your fighting stance, you look at his fighting stance, the schmo sees some similarities, man. You learn from this guy.
1: Yeah, of course, and I think that's when my game started actually changing. I remember the first time watching Patricia Pitbull fight uh, uh in Benson Henderson, and I saw his 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 distance and everything just changed. I'm like... There's something different about this guy that I had to know and learn about him, so I can bring it into my own art. So I went out to Brazil and I actually started learning it. I said, "Dude, this is this is golden. This is what uh, this is what I need." Especially as a shorter fighter, I could relate, and uh, you know what I mean. Patricio five five. The champion at one hundred forty five pounds featherweight, and the champion at one hundred fifty five pound. I'm 54 and I'm 100 pounds I'm, I'm the champion at 125 and 135 and I just let you know that it's, it's size isn't size isn't the difference it's, it's the distance, it's the IQ it's the skill and uh, it's just awesome to be able to see my friend just continue to keep dominating and retain his belt.
0: Yeah, where you have the disadvantage and the length, you make up for the smarts, you close the distance game, and hey, champ champ status, both you two have achieved that. By the way, how are these Bellator belts compared to the UFC belts, Triple C? I'll
1: be honest with you, man, I love these Bellator belts. They really are. They're fancy. They're, uh, They're just the right size, just the right weight. I can smell the leather. I like it, man. I like it. It's very, very, very nice. And I almost feel like stealing this one.
0: Well, we got it right here on the table, man. They didn't just leave it for us for no reason at all. Or maybe they just knew we were gonna celebrate with it, huh? Right? No. What course. are we celebrating? Just a post fight? <laughs> I don't know why we're celebrating. We're well, just it, here. I don't know what we're celebrating, but we're here. We're here
1: to tell you guys and give you guys the great news that Patricia Pitbull has retained his belt, the Balcher goat, and it's just awesome to somebody at his age to continue to keep making
0: history. But what else is next, Schmo? Let me have it. And where does he stack up against all the featherweights though in the world right now because we know you're calling out the Volkanovskis of the world. We know you like the Max Holloway's of the world. I mean, where does Pitbull stand in this entire equation here, Triple C?
1: Well, I uh, to me like technically tactically and 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 it may be biased and I say, and I mean and, and I may mean that but at the same time I I probably don't just because Patricio has knocked everybody out. And even in wrestling, 145 pounds is probably one of the hardest weights to win. It's the same thing in fighting. But when you have somebody that's just always been able to kind of be that guy at that certain weight class, that says a lot about him. And there's there's something particular about that weight class that makes it special. But even with Alexander Volkanovsky, but I just think uh, Patricio's IQ his power in his hands, the fact that he could wrestle. I mean, he's a real mixed martial artist. I think people need to really pay him respect. Even though he's not part of the UFC, I mean, he got rid of a guy like Michael Chandler in a minute and a half. I think about it. A guy, a real guy that's, that's a top guy in the world at 155 pounds, this dude got rid of him in a minute and a half, which is crazy. Certainly. And speaking of crazy... Yeah, but would Max Holloway or would Alexander Volkanovski do that to somebody like Michael Chandler? I know somebody, and his name is Patricia Pitbull.
0: Well, but uh, you know how it is, though, in MMA. Apples to apples, apples to oranges. Every fight's got its own identity, Triple C. it It does, but...
1: It, it all depends. How is it that you can prepare for an opponent? And I think that's what makes somebody like like him special. This is what I'm. This is what I was telling you. Schmo. It's like, I've been able to learn from Patricia Pitbull. Like you wouldn't believe that. You know, I've stolen a lot of material from him. And I've been able to add to my own from my stance to my composure, my demeanor, not showing facial facial expressions in my face, at uh, the distance game, you know, him and uh him and his coach, uh, Mano Santana is a karate coach. And then I've been able to adjust just on top of that. So it's constantly adjusting and even even after his fight I says, Hey, we're older now. We gotta be smarter on how we train. You know, the biggest thing is staying healthy and using that power, that strength to uh you know, using it the right way. Like, don't, don't, don't throw it out
0: there like you're a 20-year-old no more. You know, and he understands the game. 34-5. and five. Listen, Bellator, marketing this guy, huh? Pound for pound king. This guy's just beating a lot of killers. He's one of the best out there. How come we don't hear his name enough? Um, but we, exactly what you're saying, Shmoe. It, it all goes back to Bellator. And I think that's
1: something. Uh, now that I have Scott Coker's number, which I have, it, I got it today. You got his number today. What was that interaction like? Um, I had the wrong seats, and I didn't like my seats, and I ended up front row. I ended up having the best seats after all. But anyways, yeah, this guy is uh, this. I say we start challenging the UFC. To me, I'm not. I'm not a UFC fighter. I'm a fighter that wants to say I am the best, and I believe on competing and going up against anybody that is the best and if it does happen to be alexander Volkanovski that they think give him pitbull pitbull has, pitbull has been there he's defeated the some of the greats
0: i think it's time to, i think it's time for the crossover i really do well let's talk about something that we saw we saw spike carlisle against aj mckee aj mckee we saw what he did against pitbull pitbull Beat him in the rematch. Got his belt back. But listen, Spike Carlisle, he was a game opponent. That was a fun time. What do you make of A.J. McKee at 155? Um, I, I see him good, but I think also A.J.
1: McKee starts to understand that you can't bully people like he did 145 pounds. You know, he got taken down. He got controlled on bottom a little bit. It was a scrap. You know, he, went, he ended up going decision. But now he's going to get a little taste of what the 155-pounders are about. And he's going to have to be... Uh, He's going to have to be on his Dukes. He's going to have to really understand that it's not,
0: you're not going to overpower these guys at 155 pounds. What do you make of what we saw with Aaron Pico, man? It looked like they dislocated his shoulder right there. Coach Gibson, six gun, trying to pop it in right there. Man, oh man, when have you seen something like that in mixed martial arts during a fight, Triple C? Yeah, no, I can see in his
1: back shoulder And I was just like I was like, pop that thing back in I was screaming at him I think he heard me too He looked at me I was like, you cause I've had friends who used to pop the shoulder out I blew my shoulder out with the Marais fight Tore everything Fought with one arm And I just feel like if anybody could really come through that It would be an Aaron Pico It would be a freaking solid wrestler But that being said, he's still a warrior, man He couldn't get it back in And there's nothing he can do
0: Certainly, though, Jeremy. But I Kennedy. say this,
1: but I will, but I will say this. Once that minute is up, and this is for the athletic commission, you got to call it, man. If the dude can because if, oppo- if I was the if I was the if I was the the rival in the opposite corner, I'd be like, no, you don't get another minute. You don't get an extra minute for for any of that. So that's. That's that's something that I think that people really have to fucking tone in. If you can't pop your shoulder back in or whatever, you shouldn't bring the doctor in, because then you're kind of sabotaging the fight. Because then it's not fair. And I was going for people this whole time, but I'm just telling and I'm saying this because I look at every situation of how this fight could be fair for, you know, to you to, for for you guys to say just an even playing field, for you to say, hey, I
0: want, I want because I want according to the rules. From both of us sitting there, our vantage point cage side, it seemed like everyone was in awe of the situation, but to the credit, I saw the Athletic Commission. I saw them look over at Coach Eric Nixick and the Stream Couture team, Jeremy Kennedy's corner, and say, no, no, it's going to be off. It just took them a longer time to announce it. But we agree with you, that whole minute. Even if you go back to the Juan Archuleta fight, though, you want to talk about weird things, it looked like he was going for a kick, like a soccer kick. I know it didn't connect with his head, but it connected with the tricep, but he's still going for the kick. Surprising didn't take off a point for that. I don't know. Are you talking about the Juan Archuleta fight? Yeah. Who was the ref for that fight? I I got it wrong. Was, it wasn't Herb Dean, was it? No, was it Herb. No, he was doing a. Uh, he was over there in Singapore doing the one championship last night. There's no way he could Herb Dean could go Singapore
1: and Los Angeles. I, I saw that, and the ref didn't even catch him I mean, sh- you know what I'm saying. I even told uh, what is it, Jason, Jason uh, Herzog. Yeah, I even told him. I even told him at the very end of that fight with Patricia Pitbull in that first round. I'm like, why did you send him up? Like why so quick? I was like, well, they're both not being active. I was like, no, but that was still that was still super quick. It's was like I go back to watch that Herb Dean with Kamara Usman. Why did you break him off, dude? Like, why did you do that? And somebody makes a bad mistake, and Kamara happens to lean, he just lost his damn title. He lost a he, he he not only just lost his UFC title, but he lost his pound for pound. Title, dude. You know what I'm saying? That 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 carries a lot of juice. So I told that. So when I saw Jesus I told him, "Hey, man, I'm not just telling you because I'm biased with Patricia because he's my friend." But that's a little, that that's that's a, that that was a little too premature, man. I want you to know that from a competitor, dude. Like that's that's wrong, man. And he just said, "Hey," he just said, at the very end, I was, I, you know, I told him straight up like nothing. Like and he just said, he just told me it's like I appreciate that." You told me I appreciate it. I was like, I knew, he, I knew that I was telling the truth, and hopefully you can learn from that and take it
0: forward and maybe not do that in the future. Well, what about transitioning then to the UFC? Brought up Usman. We just saw Mackenzie Dern. She lost to Jan Xiaonan. It was a decision five-round fight. Mark Zuckerberg was cage-side right there in the UFC apex, triple C. Mackenzie Dern, Jan Xiaonan. People are talking about this as the title eliminator fight in the strawweight division. But uh, there we are.
1: Yeah, and I, I think just looking at that fight, I think uh, Mackenzie, that was her best shot of getting that next title shot. But sometimes you wonder if somebody sab- sabotages their own. Stylistically, Mackenzie needs to become more tactical. and more t- and, and Yeah, just more tactical. She's, she Maybe she's not the greatest striker, but she has a strength, and that's jujitsu of being the best in the world. She needs to find a better opportunities. I'm understanding her entries on how to get in and how to take somebody down and really submit them. But if a fight's going longer, if, if you if you drag along Mackenzie Dern for five rounds, you're have a better, better probability of winning because of the sweat, because of the heat that's going on the body, and X, Y, and Z. So if I was to give Mackenzie Dern some advice, it's like be, just become more tactical. If you have to take a kick or whatever to get close to be able to take somebody down, then that's what you have to do. But it's, you shouldn't be, just be dangling around and wasting time and and winning one round and at the very end
0: winning the last round like that. Just that just lets you know that your tactics are off. It was interesting though because if we were scoring this thing from start to finish you can make an argument Mackenzie Dern won the fight just based off of the amount of strikes because she was able to get strikes in you know she was able to, to get her down to the ground later as the fight went on and she was able to have control time she was able to do those things but this is scored every single round the Schmo had the second round and the fifth round for Mackenzie and we had the first round and we had the third and the fourth round for Yan Xiaonan and based on the criteria Yan Xiaonan won she looked strong in there she was defending the takedowns she was defending the grappling positions, and listen, she looked strong. She looked big in there. She was getting the job done, and she needed this win. And listen, if Ye, uh, Wei Li wins her fight against Carla Esparza, like, couldn't China love to see two Chinese fighters going at it for the championship belt? I like that, Shmo. Now you're talking, we're going to have
1: to start calling you Shmo White. Because that's exactly what it is. And what you do is you do it in Beijing at the Bird's Nest, home of the United States, home of the Olympic Games in 08 and in 2020. 2020? 2020? Whenever the Olympic, the Winter Olympics was, they had the,
0: they had the Olympics twice there. And I think you can sell that damn stadium out. I love that idea. You said United States because you're representing the United States. 2008, that was a good year for you, Triple I won the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, Big time stuff right there. But Mark Zuckerberg, man, what do you make of him at the UFC? You got the meta situation going on there. It looks like his wife was really enjoying the fights cage side too.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool, man. Mark Zuckerberg, you know, that's, that's awesome that we, we have somebody like that, an influencer that's in the game. That loves a sport and that's actually training the sport, and uh, I think I think I think that's I think that I would love to see Mark Zuckerberg fight, and I think he's edgy and ballsy enough to do something like that. So we will see. The schmo would
0: do that fight,
1: schmo versus Facebook. Challenge him, challenge him, call him out. Mark Zuckerberg,
0: I got somebody for you, and his name is a Schmo. What's up? Schmo First Facebook, let's go. Speaking of challenges, though, how come you weren't the Liver King challenge when he challenged Patricio, Patricio's brother, the 155-pound champion in Bellator, and Paulo Costa, one pound of liver. They put the Schmo on the spot last second. We were calling this thing. We are announcing this thing, and uh, Liver King, man, gets the job done undefeated when it comes to eating liver oh my god that shit was hard Uh,
1: Nick was just telling me that Patrick was freaking throwing up afterwards like that shit is disgusting but whatever I, I mean I'm a competitor but I ain't about to do all that that reminds me of some shit like Fear Factor and I'm not about all that guys I'm sorry
0: He's not about that. He's just about that. Uh, Georgie Armani. Can we get a final message out here? Is that what we're gonna do, or well, how should we send off with the fans? This is a reaction show. No,
1: that you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that are uncrowned. Somebody like Patricia Pitbull, and I think we should all keep that into consideration. And that uh, the, tactically, the tactics is what wins, schmo. And I think I believe if a fighter has a good tactical sense in them. They can do some amazing things, but you can have all the ability, all the smarts in the world, but if you don't have a game plan, you ain't getting nothing.
0: What's your name? I am Triple C. I am the schmo we always deliver, even if it's 2.30 a.m., and we are